Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. And here we go. Once again, that's the sound of rock cracking. You've got Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. We're glad to have each and every one of you. When we hear the sound of rock cracking in politics, we have to remember this week what's happened in Minneapolis and across different cities in America and what happened there with the police officer in Minnesota. Not even going to call his name. I don't even recognize it. It was so horrible and a tragedy. And and, and I heard uh, someone say it was like a lynching in public in front of people, children, adults. And what the Minnesota police officer who had his knee on the neck of a human being and with no mercy, when people were begging to help him and let him live. And the man himself was telling, I can't breathe. And he kept his knee on the neck until that young man died. It's absolutely, uh, there's no words to really describe it as it's being filmed. And this uh, police officer at the time, he's been fired, thank goodness. He's an ex-police officer. He has been arrested. And it's a tragedy that this nation should never experience again. And as uh, Doc Holliday's rock split in politics gets involved with different parts of politics, I have to say there's not a political side on this. It's not conservative, liberal. It's not any, it's a human and hatred what what went on in this guy's mind and the officers that were there who did not do anything to help the victim don't have answers for you but i know someone who's african-american who is uh very upset with the democratic party of the day and i have to say we recorded this just as this incident was happening we didn't know about it uh, when we actually were talking. Our guest, our guest is Vince Everett Ellison. And, wow, you want to listen to what he has to say. Very smart, intelligent, and used to love the Democratic Party, what was going on. And then, well, we're going to let him tell his story. But I just had to say, Doc Holliday's rock splitting politics, we abhor with everything we have, what happened on the streets of Minneapolis, Minnesota, with the police officer and his knee, we will follow that and do what we can with any new revelations. But the the sadness for the family who have lost this young man forever, 
and allegedly over a $20 counterfeit bill. Don't know. Again, this, a lot of the different parts will be coming out, and I hope everything is noted and prosecuted in the best way to get conviction because what we saw on video is not only unacceptable, it doesn't need to happen again. Thank goodness for strong Americans who need see this and know this is something that must end. It must end. We have to respect everyone, everyone in this country. We are Americans, and every American deserves justice, and so does Mr. George Floyd. Let's pray for his family and those surrounding this case, and let's say, let, let's just never happen again. Vince Everett Ellison. Hey, I, man, how you doing? I, I, <laughs> I love your name, Doc Holliday. Well, I'm from Tombstone, man. I love his character. How you doing? I am doing great. Uh, I actually am a dentist, just like that's where I got the nickname Doc Holliday. My said, man, all right. That's great. <laughs> and so I like uh, covering politics, and I got a, that's our and I invite you to listen to the show. We we do a new show each each week, but I've been doing this about ten years, and and I, I'm still a dentist, but uh, part time, and do this show and enjoy politics and this subject, Vince. I can tell you, I have been on this for ten years. I work, and I I don't know if you ever heard of William Owens. He is uh, head of the Coalition of African American Pastors, and I've worked with him okay. for years. And so when I saw your book title. I've read and I got a copy of your book and I haven't been able to study it word for word but I, I'm I'm so impressed and I'm looking forward to this interview so uh, well doc I'm, I'm looking forward to it also and the fact that I looked at my phone ID and you're from Tupelo Mississippi I I spent I went to University of Memphis I went I went to Memphis State University so I, I'm 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 right from your neck of the woods you know I'm an Elvis guy and I'm sure from Tupelo you're an Elvis guy too right right so, uh, uh, yeah man so so the, the uh, politics, uh, you know, it, it took me a while, Doc, to kind of come around because, as you read in my book, all, 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 all of the black people that are, are, are around in the South, from the from the doctor that slaps you on your butt to the undertaker that puts you in the ground, they're all Democrats. And so it, it's hard to break away from it to, to get new information. And when I finally found out what was going on, I was like, Lord, God have mercy. They've been making fools out of us for the last 40, 50 years. We've been thinking that. The white conservative is our enemy. It's really those northeastern liberals. So I decided to write a book about it, and you'll be amazed at how well received I am in the black community whenever I talk about this thing. And uh, 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 I was on Sean Hannity's show right before all this coronavirus thing hit, and I was on his show four or five times. I was on his TV show once. So we had really got some um, some movement, and then this virus hit and shut everything down. So we just got back. We just got back rolling again. We decided to sort of. Re- relaunch the book and try to get get some momentum. So I'm on the radio. Uh, I'm, I'm doing interviews about four or five times a day now, and I'm pushing this book. And maybe uh, by the fall, I'll be going out on on speaking tours, talking to colleges and universities, trying to trying to let these people understand what the what the main goal of these these, these godless liberals is, and it is to run uh, Jesus Christ and God off the face of the earth, basically kill anybody that disagrees with them. That's yeah. who they are. That's who they've always been. I've put a number to it. If just twenty five percent of the black vote did not go to the Democrats, we would change America in in, in one election. 
just 25 percent doctor exactly right and this is it this is what we got to do we got to you know and i have in my book the reason why it's not happening it's low-hanging fruit for the republican party to get those votes for that concern but do you know that when it comes time for a republican to run in one of those majority black districts no matter if that republican is black or white the party will not fund them or how to give them a dime. The Democrats, when Tom Perez, when they ran in 2016, I remember Tom Perez saying that we are going to be competitive in all 435 congressional districts. And they took the House. There are still about 70 or 80 congressional districts. One single dime to, not one. I, and I, I hear you, and I've been talking about that for years for those inside the Republican Party. I, I do know when Tom Perez said that uh, that $100 million that Bloomberg put in helped out uh, fund a lot mm-hmm. of his district. We need a Republican willing to do some of what, what Bloomberg's doing. That would, uh, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I agree with you on that. Iron Triangle. Now, why do you call it the Iron Triangle, Vince? There are three entities in, in the black community that the Democrats use keep the black community under control and vote voting 90% for their party. Uh-huh. It is most black preachers, most black politicians, and most black civic organizers. I call those three entities the Iron Triangle because they are a, a triangle of iron. It's hard to break them, and they are a coalition. As you see what's going on in Georgia now with, with, with this black jogger case, immediately, as soon as they found out that white men killed this black boy, they jumped and, and they, 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 they activated NAACP and Black Lives Matter, black politicians crying foul. Uh, 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 then, all, then all the black preachers came out and started talking about this, started marching. And there you have it. They are the entity, and they are all paid. Most of them are paid contract out of the Democrat Party, and their primary goal is to make sure that the black vote stays 9% Democratic. You've heard it sold to the polls right. every Sunday. Before, before the Tuesday election, George Soros and his crew pay money to send buses to black churches to take their congregations to the polls for early voting. They do this because they know they can count. They know that 90% of those people that go to the polls are going to vote Democrat. And so they have this thing called Souls to the Polls, where it's an organized effort. And they pay the black preachers to get their congregations to the polls, and they've been doing this for the last old 60 years. I so that. it's, that's why I call it the Iron Triangle. Do people check and see who they vote for? Uh, I mean, or can somebody just ride to the poll and then vote Republican and not say a word? Or they, or sometimes they coerce to make sure they vote Democrat? They could. But right now, it's a pretty good guess that if you got a black congregation under the guise of a black preacher, 90% of the time, he pretty knows pretty well how his, his uh, constituency is going to vote. Right. So he knows that he's going to get about 95%. And that's a pretty good that's a pretty good guess if you're in the inner city and if you're in some southern town where where you know you look at the the, 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 the patterns of, of the the voting patterns over the last forty years and you understand that in this area ninety to ninety five percent of the black people are going to vote Democrat. So put them on the so if you put them on the bus, you can bet at least ninety five percent is going to do it. And it's usually a hundred. And Vance, you, you were telling me, I know you went to the University of uh, Memphis, Memphis State University then, you went there. Somewhere, you, you know, it, started, it started to light up for you to understand what was going on with the Demo- Democratic Party, the liberal, the left push, 
and how they want to push uh, uh, God out of schools, uh, want to push uh, Jesus out of the public square, and and somehow they still team up uh, African American pastors to keep ninety percent of the vote. And so, what what clicked for you? What what helped you understand what was going on? I was working in the prison system uh, in South Carolina after I left college, and um, it was in the nineties during the time of the Clinton crime bill when they. Mm-hmm. When they passed and, and put all those billions of dollars out there to make sure that the streets were safe, and they started locking up men, most of them black, all over America. When I, uh, in, in 1980, they only had three prisons in the state of South Carolina. By the end of the 90s, they had almost 40. And I was working there, and I started seeing how they was locking these young men up, and it was really, really crazy because they were all about my age. Uh-huh. And I was, I thought, I thought we had overcome. So I started asking questions, and of course, I started asking them of the wrong people. The Iron Triangle said the reason why these young black men were being locked up was because of rich white Republicans and their racism. So I said, well, I'm going to nail these rich white Republicans to the wall. So I, I, I resigned my post to start a nonprofit organization to go out there and expose what was going on in the prison system. But I found out something, Doc, when I went out there in the black community. What's that? I didn't see any rich white Republicans. All I saw were black Democrats. Uh-huh. And I saw that iron triangle stirring up trouble. And everything that needed to be done to change the black community, they were against. If you talked about school choice to get them out of the, these, these ghetto schools that were failing, they fought against it. If you talked about welfare reform to get people off, off welfare and, 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 and get the black father back in the home and make him a powerful figure, they were against it. If you're talking about prayer in schools to teach children to be moral and upright so they didn't need police, they were against it. If you were talking about uh, uh, giving people the right to keep and bear arms so they could protect themselves from drug dealers and from gang members, they were against it. If you were against getting illegals out of the neighborhood, so 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 that they could have so they could have jobs and so they they could uh, 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 take advantage of all the government services down there, they were against it. And and then when it came down to abortion, for instance, uh, you you found out that they were the ones pushing. For the, for, for the genocide and fratricide of their own people, they were supporting abortion. And then you saw, during the AIDS epidemic, they were even pressing uh, homosexuality. They were pressing gay marriage. And you're looking at this and say, what the heck's going on down here? These are black preachers going against the very word of God. And that's when I decided that I was going to stop sitting on the, 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 the rails and on the sidelines. And when I saw that they were killing babies, when I saw that they were actually aborting babies up to the ninth month, that's mm-hmm. when I had to go to war with them. Because now I could not stand by in the presence of evil and say nothing. I had to speak out. And even though it, 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 they tried to make me pay a price and they're still trying to, I will not be silent. I will not back down. Evil doesn't scare me. It just makes me angry. Well, Vince, you, you've put together this book. It's a powerful book. I encourage all of my listeners to check that out it's called uh, the iron triangle and you put the reasons why but and, and i want everybody to read that but i do want to get to the point where you said there is an answer there's a way to break up this iron triangle and h- how do you do that and vince i want to hear your answer and i know our listeners do but let me stop right here and remind our listeners you listen to doc holiday's rock splitting politics right here on webtalkradio.net that's webtalkradio.net, and we do have a book for you also. We love the Iron Triangle that we're talking to Vince Everett Ellison about, 
But we also have a book at Doc Holliday's uh, website. That's docholliday.org, and you click on a picture of it called Bedrock Truth. You can do that on the front of our web page right here on Rock Splitting Politics. But order that book. It's written by Doc Holliday, Dr. Alveda King, and Dr. Alex McFarland. So we do want you to get the Iron Triangle that uh, Vince is talking about. But you can also get, if you haven't yet, Bedrock Truth. So we'd love to get a copy out to you. Just go to our website, and uh, we will get that out to you now. We're going to listen right after we get a little bit of music from Cool and the Gang from the 70s. <laughs> I don't know why I won't put that in, Vince, but we're going to put that in. And then we're going to hear your answer how we can overcome this. We have to stop relying on politicians to do it. Politics is not the answer, just like Ron Reagan said. It's usually a problem. I want all of your listeners to go to my website. It's irontrianglebook.com. Irontrianglebook.com. It is the, that, that, this book is a primer for anybody that would want to talk to their liberal or Democrat neighbors and explain to them and understand why this is going on and how we can stop it. We have to just start talking to one another as Christians again. Put aside the whole concept of racism, but you have to be able to use information when you're talking to your friends and to your Christian brothers and sisters. They can use me, a black American, as a hammer and say, go to this website. All of us got cell phones now, so they don't have any reason not to go. And say, go to irontranglebook.com and listen to this guy, Vince Ellison. Read some of his stuff. Buy my book and read it and then share it. And show them what I say about the civil rights movement. Let them know what I say about Christianity. Let Show them that Jesus said before he went to the cross, his last prayer was for us to be unified. And he said a house divided against itself cannot stand. Show the information that proves that before the civil rights movement, black people were on a trajectory and we were going and we were accelerating economically and educationally higher than white Americans were. And after the civil rights movement, we flatlined show that the Russians and the communists infiltrated the civil rights movement in order to take down America. All of this is in my book. All of it. Information is power. And the fact that they use race to divide us, and what they've done to us, Doc, is they've taken most of our white Christian conservatives, and they've scared us into not telling the truth. Let your, let your listeners understand this one thing. Okay. White Christian conservatives have nothing to apologize for. Nothing. They've done nothing wrong. Everything that's wrong in the black community can be fixed in the black community. We just have to turn back to God. And if we ever do that, if we ever just start living by his word and we come together as Christians again, as you said, we can change this country in one election, only one. And that's what the book talks about. We have to start talking to one another. Politicians have their own motivation. But as children of God, as brothers and sisters in Christ, we have one motivation, and that is to build his kingdom here on earth. And they will kill us all if they get the chance. That's who they are. They've done it in China. They did it in Russia. They did it in Cuba. Everywhere they get power, 
they find ways to commit murder. Vince, what? what? Do what you to. Vince, what do you say to people who say, well, you're just being hoodwinked by the white Republican conservative right-wingers that uh, wing nuts, they're shallow thinkers and Neanderthal men and women, and uh, they're just, you know, how could you support Donald Trump? Uh, what do you say to uh, African Americans to look at you like you're crazy? Well, I say what Jesus said to him, and uh, he said there will be many that will come in my name, and and they will do great works and they will do great miracles. But I will tell them, depart from me. I know you not. He said they will fool the very elect. And his disciples asked Jesus. He said, How will we know them, Lord? He said, By their fruits, you will know them. Not by their works, not by what they say, but by what they produce. Look at the black community. Look at it. And you see that we're at the bottom of every socioeconomic statistic that exists. Education, bottom. Economics, bottom. Families being disintegrated. Murder, crime, prison population. And I'm being hoodwinked? Mm -hmm. No, I look at the fruits. And the fruits tell me that the Democratic Party is a rotten tree. Jesus said you cannot get good fruit from a rotten tree, and you cannot get bad fruit from a good tree. This is rotten fruit. So it has to come from a rotten tree, and it's been rotten for the last 50 years. And then, you know what, Doc? They What's will that? not pivot. They will not change. They keep going full speed ahead. Matter of fact, they all running for re-election and running on their record, proud of it, of what they've done to the black community. Now, if anybody's been hoodwinked, it's them. And when I show the evidence of what's going on in the black community, the crime, the murder, the degradation, the, the, the drugs, you name it, we have to say, you better wake up and smell the coffee. I'm not being hoodwinked. You've been, you, they're, they're being hoodwinked. Well, Vince, I talked to one African-American, uh, uh, I'm going to say he's not a leader, and he's sort of a, a friend of mine. But he, you know, he's an angry black voter. He said, mm -hmm. I'm going to vote. He said, he said, and he loves Barack Obama. And he said, I don't care if Barack Obama spied on Trump. I don't care even if he did. He's the Barack Obama's first black president. I'm never going to say anything bad against Barack Obama. But he said, I'm so mad, I may just vote for Donald Trump because black voters don't get any respect. He said, I may do a one and done. And I said, what is that? He said, I may say I will vote one time for Donald Trump, and I'll vote for his friends. I, I don't, he said, I don't even want to say I'll ever vote for a Republican, but I'll vote for Trump's friends if they happen to be Republican. I said, I'd be willing one election to vote for Trump and his friends. If my life changed, then I might listen to him. But, and I said, well, how, why would you vote one time? He said, because I'm so angry. I'm angry at the Democrats. I'm angry at Trump. I'm angry at everybody. And I, and I said, would you be willing that one time? He said, one time I could do this. I, I, I don't know. Could that be multiplied? Uh, are the other people it, I think it that can way? Be. Yes. I, I think that, you know, what? The, the one thing that we have now, Doc, we have, we have the ability to, to, to inform people and jump over the press. See, there's a time, and you're not old enough to remember when the newspapers and the, and the news organizations controlled all the oh, information. Oh yeah, yeah, just three or but four. <laughs> uh huh. But 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 now we can go straight to straight to the cell phone. We can we can go straight straight to your computer. We can jump over these people and provide information. And this is why this is why things are changing. I can I can do a book now. I have to go to a publisher and beg him to print my book for me. I can just do my book on my own. Mm -hmm. I I can do a talk show with you. And, right. and it can be spread all over, all over the world. 
people are getting information, but the most important thing is Donald Trump is talking to black people for the first time. Whenever you go to a good car sales, car sales, and he sees that you got your family with you, he's going to tell how the car, how the what the things the car has for the father. But then he's going to look at the wife. He's going to say, and the wife is going to love these nice leather seats. She's going to love this wood trim, and she's going to love these nice cool seats and the air conditioning. And he's going to look at kids and say, and the children are going to love this video system we got yeah. back here. They can plug up <laughs> their little playstations and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump is smart enough to go and tell the black community what he's doing. He, he says, I'm, I, I have the lowest black unemployment rate in, 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 in the history of the nation. Uh, uh, we're going to make your neighborhood safe, but we're going to give you school choice. He's the first Republican to step out there and tell them specifically what he's doing and how it's going to affect their community. This is what we've lacked over the last 50, 60 years. Everybody in the Republican Party talked in generality. And when the black community said, okay, what are you going to do for us? They never heard anything coming from it. Donald Trump is like the salesman, the good car salesman. He's going to look at everybody in the family and tell you exactly what he's going to do for you and why you need to buy his product. This is why he's successful. And this is why we haven't been successful in the black community. We don't talk to the, the black community in generalities. We talk about America in generalities. But sometimes a person needs to know, especially a person that's been marginalized and beat down and feels less than, you've got to walk up to them and say, this is what I'm going to do to help you. They want to hear specifically what you're going to do. Donald Trump's been doing it. He's the only Republican I've ever heard that did it. Do you think that Donald Trump... Because what you're saying, and I agree, the Republicans have failed to get a message out. They've just written off the black voter pretty much in the mm-hmm. past. But Donald Trump has purposely, uh, I think specifically, uh, tailored a message to uh, black Americans. And therefore, the uh, media is really pro- playing Trump as the racist. And if pe- somebody only listens to CNN or MSNBC, mm-hmm. they're going to hate Donald Trump. So... Do you think Trump can get that message out uh, before November? Yes, I do believe he is because, again, one of the things that they hated about Trump was his rallies. And the fact you look in their audience and you see black people, you see Hispanic people, you see women. They want to call him a, you know, they want to call him a misogynist, but he's got women all over the place. Right. He's got women all at his rallies. Uh, you see, he want to call him a racist, but he's got black people working for him in the White House and all, and all of his rallies. So the pictures tell the word, tell tell the truth about Donald Trump, and 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 also the fruits of his labor. It's not it's not just what he says; it's what he does. And before this coronavirus hit, we all know what was going on. Black people had jobs, and this is why they want to make black people stay at home behind this thing and not go back out and get started again, because they want to put them right back on the plantation. Not you and I, both from the south. Right. We remember what the Democrats used to do. If a black person got off the plantation and started his own farm, they would go and they would poison his mule and burn down his crops to get him where? Back on the yeah. plantation, right? Right. They wouldn't want him to get off. And this is what they're doing now. They see black people start starting their own businesses, getting jobs, uh, 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 looking at their taxes, building homes. That's bad for the Democrat Party. So they want them to lose their jobs. You saw what happened at the State of the Union address when Trump uh, started touting the lowest black unemployment rate in history, and how all of them sat down and looked angry? Yeah. yeah. No, when black people do well, they do bad. And uh, Ralph Abernathy wrote in his book, And the Walls Came Tumbling Down. I have this in my book. Uh-huh. He said that uh, in the 80s when he went to uh, uh, the, 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 the black people in the Democratic Party, he said that the welfare system was destroying the black community. And he told them 
that we have three generations now tied into welfare. we got to do something about this. He said something curious happened. He said they were pleased to have three generations of black people locked into welfare. Mm. And they said they would do nothing to change it. And that's when Ralph Abernathy said that he endorsed Ronald Reagan for president. That's a true story. It's written in his book, And the Walls Came Tumbling Down, that the Black Caucus was trying to trap black people into welfare so they could control them. This is in my book. It's documented, and it's irrefutable that Ralph Abernathy made that statement. It also goes into what Lyndon Johnson said in 1965 when he said, I'll have these N-words voting Democrat for the next 200 years. This has always been a plan. It has always been a plan to keep us exactly where they wanted us so they can control us. They will, and if you get out, very few get out alive, very few. But the ones that do have a story to tell. And my book chronicles all of this. Guys. The Iron Triangle explains to America what the Democrats have done to us. And the scary thing about it is that we are just an experiment. Mm. They, are, they are now taking this and they're spreading it all over America. White America, Hispanic America, their job is to bring this nation to its knees. And people ask, well, why would they do that? Same reason a tornado does what a tornado does. Same mm-hmm. reason that cancer does what it does. They destroy their host. It's just evil. No rhyme or reason to it. And it's hard for good people to understand it. But men like you and I who grew up and we've seen evil just, just because it's evil, we understand right. it. You can't right. stop it. You can't reason with it. You just have to just destroy it. Well, Vince, you've been a great guest, and you've enlightened a lot of uh, listeners I know. And uh, tell me your website one more time for our listeners. The website is irontrianglebook.com. You can follow me on Twitter. It's Vince E. Ellison. You can also uh, uh, find me on Facebook at Vince Ellison. Please go to my website. Check it out. I have excerpts from the book. Uh, there are ways you can buy the book. You can buy the book also on Amazon.com. You can buy it on BarnesandNoble.com. I have blogs. I have some of my appearances on there. Uh, check it out. You'll, you'll really, you'll really enjoy the website. But, but I, I, I want all of your listeners to understand that we as Christians can come together. We have to go back and get our brothers and sisters in Christ. Talk to our brothers and sisters, and we need to talk to one another. The one thing that they don't want us to do, Doc, is start talking to one another. Donald Trump is talking to black America, and it scares them to death. If we only just start talking again and talk about the things we have in common, our common humanity, our common Christianity, how they are trying to conduct a cultural genocide here in America, they've done it in black America, and they want to expand it. But we can turn it back. We're at a tipping point. And right now, this is why they're going so hard in this election. They believe that if they stop us now, they can turn this back. But we're going to fight hard, and we're going to win this thing. Well, Vince, thank you for being our guest on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Definitely want to keep up with you, and thank you for being on our show. Doc, thank you, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to being on your show again. I enjoyed myself. What another exciting voice on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. That's Vince Everett Ellison. Get his book, The Iron Triangle, and we will see you next week with another great show right here, Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen, or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.